I'm finally starting to get taste back. That's an interesting one. That, that one was. Oh, I only scary. I only had that. I only had no taste for like a couple of days. I realized what it was. Ah, maybe. Yeah, it's starting to get there. I only noticed it and I was like, tea tastes different. Why is that? I wonder. And I was like, oh, maybe because it doesn't taste of anything. No, it tasted. It, so that's the thing. It's not that I lost it. It's that it just changed shit. It's like, oh, right. sure, sure, sure. it's like, you know, about a lot of people would describe like acai berries or whatever it was, the, the miracle berries that would change like sweet to sour. It's yeah. like, it just yeah. changed how shit tasted. And then I realized during the week that it was like, oh, the best way to describe it is like, imagine eating and drinking everything in a room that somebody has literally just febrezed. Like it's, it's got that sure, kind it's of like weird... everything tastes like it's through a haze of Yeah, it's got like a shit. weird chemically yeah. taste to it. Like when we were walking to the, the show last week, or our show last week, like the air smelled different. I was like, oh, this is a me <laughs> thing. This is 100% a me thing. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 23rd of August 2022. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And it happened. Uh, Ewan got COVID. Um, <laughs> yep. After I got COVID, Ewan finally got COVID. So Ewan had all this, not all the same shit as us because COVID's hilarious and has different symptoms for everybody. But, you know, he's now been through it as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, two, and a, two and a bit years managed to avoid it most. Uh, and then suddenly out of nowhere. You know what happens when you're forced to go back outside? Is, but this, this wasn't even. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. It, it felt really weird because I know exactly how I got it, as opposed to you who have no who has no idea. Like, I know exactly where I got it. But you don't want to really yeah. talk about it because you don't want to blame anyone because nobody's really at fault. No, of like, course. It yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. You're not. It's nobody's fault, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. Like, we're at that stage now where it's just like, I don't know. But, like, the amount of exposure I had in a limited amount and the amount of time it took to take hold was terrifying, for lack of a better mm. word. Like, real scary. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I got I, I got, I got the vid and it sucked. It was a not a fun, not a fun experience. Um, no, never I, was. I, my... My uh, the hand I was dealt in terms of long-lasting symptoms was uh, I felt like I have like all of the mucus in my head for like it's been like a week now since I'm officially like not not COVID and it still feels like that and I lost my sense of taste um, or not lost changed my sense of taste um, which is still kind of maybe falling off just now a week and a half later so. Um, but I think the more important thing is that once again, COVID uh, managed to destroy our plans to meet up and do shit for the yeah, second it time. It was really, really well timed. Oh, it was, it was expertly absolutely timed. fantastic. It was like the Sunday before the week that Callum was going to come up and, and we were going to do stuff. I was like, hey, so it's doing the thing when somebody, um, yeah. is when somebody cancels a date on you in the last minute, it's like, hey, you're going to hate me. Uh, I am positive for COVID and, uh, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't really that shocking because, like, we'd been talking for days beforehand, and you said 
you felt bad and then it wasn't you didn't get better you got worse and i was like ah he's gonna say he's got covid yeah. in like a couple of days yeah. especially because of the symptoms that you had and then eventually you were like yeah i'm positive yeah it was i think yeah. i was the one that was like because you were like i've been sick for days and i'm still negative i was like dude just keep testing yourself yeah. it'll you happen kept, and yeah. Then, yeah i think that was the thing because like everything i'd heard up to that point of people that got it were like by the time you feel bad you will test and it will show and i was like okay on the friday when i felt like well i didn't feel like shit it just felt like um just the joint part of like a flu and i was like mm. okay this is this is one of the things i should test on friday and i tested friday and i was 100 negative and i was like cool i just have the flu this is fine and then all of saturday i had that and then my throat went and then sunday i woke up and i was like this is still bad and then that test lit up like a fucking christmas tree yeah and i was like oh god when i when i got it it was like i had the feeling of like the day before you get properly sick with the flu i was yep. just kind of like i was a bit warm and a bit like stiff or whatever but i was yep. still in work uh and then i went back home and i was like i test myself and it was negative and then i woke up the same the next day felt a bit worse but not a lot worse tested myself it didn't immediately come up positive so i was like oh okay cool i'll go to work and was like getting ready with stuff and i came back to it and like the faintest line had appeared yeah i was like oh, okay sure right this is this is now either positive or inconclusive so, uh, so i'll say to my boss i'll mess my boss and then the next day felt awful and the test lit up like almost immediately yeah, and i was it like was okay good scary. idea because that was always the thing away. like I, I know those tests are, are reasonably reliable at this point but there's something about like hey like all of these things are like fucking mass produced everyone is using them there's hundreds of millions of them out there like how trustworthy are these things really and i'd never seen a positive test like in person before mm. and i was like i wonder how like long this like whether it's just like faintly comes up over time and like they say leave it for 15 minutes it's like oh maybe it doesn't and it's there like watching the the liquid just go up the test and as soon as it hit it was like boom like complete solid the the 15 minutes thing was for my case because when i tested in the morning immediately didn't look positive oh really but after development time there was like a faint line that started appearing it wasn't like when i properly had it because that was yeah like you said when the the liquid line had it it was just like, nah, you've got it. Like, yeah, it's instant. Immediate. But yeah, no, that one, it took development time. Oh, um, okay. And then, like, a couple of days after it, like, after I'd gotten the worst through, worst, through the worst of the symptoms, it reverted back and started doing that. It doesn't look positive immediately, but after 15 minutes, it developed. Like, yeah. that's yep. the whole reason. Um, viral load is a fun thing, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, but I think the thing for me as well was the reliability in, of time. Because, like, if I map out where I got it from, like two days after exposure, I start to feel bad. And then two days after that, it was like my peak of like, holy shit, I think I'm going to die. Yeah. And then obviously two days after I brought it home, my wife got it. And then two days after that, her bad day was, so we were like offset by two days, like completely, yeah. like 48 hours was enough for it to really change. Very um, specific strain that you holy, picked up. Yeah. Holy crap. It was, it was not fun. Don't get COVID. It sucks. Um, no it's not fun but it does have the quite nice if after- you are if you are going to get covid though please make sure that you're vaccinated oh yeah because like, fuck me fuck me if i hadn't been vaxxed that thing would have yeah, killed we, me we were both like sitting this. there like my wife got it worse than me in terms of like symptom or like, symptoms during the middle of it like she had like proper fever and and stuff like that and i was like what the fuck is this like if you're completely unprotected like how bad does this fucking get like yeah it was wild oh it was wild but it does have the advantage then of like after we'd recovered um for at least a week i think we're basically like bulletproof 
So we're like, okay. Oh, more than that. It's like, I can't remember what the, uh, the antibody half-life is, but it's more than a week. Okay. Well, it is, so we're now just making up for all the, the, the fringe shows we missed that week that we were supposed to be off. Uh, and uh, yeah, just like walking around and being like, you can't kill me, <laughs> um, which is fun. Although, they, they, well, not the fun thing, but the useful thing was my boss got it at the same time. Uh, yeah. And uh, so when was we that came, related? Were you both at the same event? Or I assume that? so. I assume it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and we, and that was the week. And I, like I say, I started feeling bad on the Friday and I had the following week off because it was week I was doing fringe stuff and you were supposed to come up. And I had that whole week yeah. off. And I, and I emailed on Monday and was like, hey, I 100% have COVID. Just, and it's only, there's only like three of us that really are together in the office. So I was like, there's the two of us and the one other guy. And the one other guy managed to escape completely. Like he was totally fine. Never got it. Other two of us that we were all in the same rooms, the same meetings, same proximity. He was fine. It's like cool, awesome. But I was like, hey, oh yeah, like the 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 COVID that I had. Like my girlfriend was round like two days before I started testing positive, and she was like fine. Yep. Like nothing affected her. It's real strange. Um, it just happens. And like I, I like my my um, desk in the office is like right next to a window that I keep open just because it was like yeah. none of it made it anyway um so he got it at the same time and i so i m- emailed him monday and i was like yep i feel like shit and i definitely 100 percent have covid i don't think you need to warn anyone because there was nobody else like everyone is on this chat that was there and there's like four of us and that's it um and my boss had got it at the same time so the week after we'd both kind of recovered and we both got in on Monday. It was like, yeah, how do you cancel a holiday? <laughs> like, is that a thing we can do? Because, like, that was not a holiday. Oh, it's like, yeah, Hopefully, because, like, my, yeah, my my thing just has a, like, if, you, if you're if you sick or, like, whatever, you can just say to your boss and they'll give you the yeah. days back. Like, yeah. it's not, yeah. It's actually easier for us once we figure it out. It was like, oh, you literally just delete the holiday and it's fine. And if your boss says yes, it's okay. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, but, no, yeah, it, it, but it was it was interesting that we've got, because uh, we were off for six days or more than four days or whatever it is in my in my place you've got to fill out like the absence form as well to be like why were you off and you've they do not have a drop down for covid like that's not an option in that drop down for why were you off there was like a viral infection or like flu or something like that so just ticked like all the boxes that sounded right but you think at this point that like there is uh you would think that would be an option at this point and then my boss's boss uh emailed me and and my boss and was like hey i think technically because you were both off for more than four days you need like a doctor's note and i was like no (laughs) like that's just not gonna happen i can email you a photo of a positive covid test if you want that and he disappeared for a bit was like yeah it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) it's all good yeah so Uh, that that's that's like a universal thing i think it's like you can self-certify for five days but beyond that you need like a doctor's note but because I, I was off for like a week and a half or something like that yeah. with it. So when I came back and like my did it with my boss and stuff like that, uh, my boss immediately came to me and being like, yeah, HR told me that you need a doctor's note. I told them that you had COVID uh, and they said, oh yeah, but you need a doctor's note. And I told them to go stuff themselves. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thanks. Nice. Yeah, cool. excellent. Because like you're not getting a doctor's like you're not gonna go you're to gonna a doctor because they're not gonna let you near a doctor. Exactly. Like, that's the, yeah. And even after it, it's like, can you get me a posthumous note saying i had covid they just turned around to be like did you test yes okay fine um but it was really nice though again not nice it sucked but like going back and the guy who's responsible for managing my time and holidays 
also had just had it and understood what it was like because that was the first time he'd had it as far as i know as well yeah um, and he was like so how are you doing i was like i'm physically fine i just like i'm so tired like all of the time um and he was like yeah me too like if you just need to log off like halfway through the day like just fucking take it nobody's gonna check it's fine just yeah like, okay cool thank you like the, the guy that my bosses have been really good um but yeah don't get don't get covid it fucking don't sucks get COVID. and I, I remember when when you talked about when you had it and i was like oh great like you're off for like a week and a half like you'd be able to catch up on a bunch bunch of like video games and stuff and i was like that- nope you cannot do nope. anything holy shit you could not i yeah, could not flattens, concentrate yeah, like, like i we lay on we it both... was different so i i didn't have i didn't have like a lot of like weakness or like anything like that so like i had it for like three days yeah but then once i got through the, the worst of it i felt all right again okay so we... i was like i was like up and doing stuff but like i've heard of cases where it's people it's just like fucking hell it, like it, it knocked us you completely. it knocked us flat for like for about three days we were basically just like we watched all of um we watched all of a season of rupaul's drag race in one day like it was like just we just crazy. couldn't move like you just could not move and could not focus on anything that was required any thought really it was just like i just need something to wash over me with pretty colors it turns out sure. drag race is a really good way of doing that um i will say though like hey if you want to watch something uh in a slightly feverish state that is excellent i highly recommend rrr i know i mentioned it to you but holy shit that movie is incredible uh and can only be better if you can't quite track it like it's even better if you, if you don't if actually know what the fuck is happening if you're or... slightly in a haze like it's even better it's oh it's so good um so yeah that's why there wasn't a podcast last week because i was still recovering and yeah it just yeah. it wasn't wasn't fun um but yeah, what have we been playing since then? Um, I know you've got actually a couple of things, so I'll very quickly say, uh, God, I'm, I'm just looking through my list now. I didn't actually do a lot of new stuff. The only new thing I think I would maybe talk about is um, We Are OFK finally came out uh, last week or the week before you're hearing this, um, which is a it is a it is a visual novel, but it is a visual novel in which there is where the choice is not really emphasized hugely like a lot of it is done through like dialogue choices they don't really change direction of stuff but it works this really nice line actually where you're not changing huge directions like the the big points are all set and it is trying to tell you a story that is excellent but i'll get back to um but you do kind of get it does feel like you can play the characters in slightly different ways so like one of the characters in one of the episodes um is basically like ignoring his friends to follow a relationship is the least spoilery way i can uh talk about it and the way and you respond a lot of it either via dialogue choices and a lot of it's done through text message as well and you do kind of like as this progresses and you see as the player what's happening you do kind of get to like ease them back towards sanity or towards like doing the right thing again or just doubling down and being like, no, this is my focus. And it does kind of, that you do feel a little authorship, but not so much that like they have to write seven different versions of the story. And I think it's way better for that actually. Um, but yeah, so it's a visual novel with some choices uh, and a interactive music video with every episode, which is fun as well. Um, 
but yeah, it's a story about um, for millennials, possibly. I don't know when's the cutoff point again. Possibly. Or what? Sorry, millennials or was the millennial cutoff? Point? Probably Gen Zers. I think is probably actually what they are. I'd probably yeah. Um, but like all of whom have like judging judging by the like stuff that I've seen out of the the media and stuff that's coming out of it, they're definitely millennials. Yeah. Well, it's somewhere somewhere around there. They feel they feel younger than a little younger than us anyway. Because like, so. like, they seem really fucking annoying and I hate them, but that's okay. the So I so because I the I am the entire flip of that. I love all of these characters and would die for them and just I kind of want to be them. Uh they are so shit. Yeah, you know, I am who I am and I will not be judged for that. Um but basically they all have You should like, have just you should have just fucking Started a band in high school and got that out your system. No, I like, wasn't good enough. That's the problem. Um, no, but, but I mean, you, it's, get it, get the mentality out instead of just listening for it in your mid thirties by <laughs> playing fucking games like this. <laughs> um, I don't know. It makes me feel better. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, if it works for you, yeah. go for it. That's... Um, so they all have like like proper jobs and stuff, but um, obviously all missing something and all of them are associated with music in some way or another and it's the it is episodic as well and it's rolling out weekly so the first two episodes came out um on the first week and there's another three episodes still to come which are rolling out weekly and it's obviously the the progression of them forming a forming a band and being creative and all the stuff that that entails it's super good i i really like the, the i really like the writing i really like the characters it's got a really cool style as well it's not it really mixes 2d and 3d in a really nice way um it's not cell shaded like the lighting is super cool it reminds me closer to um necrobrista rather than like traditional mm. shell shading but it's like it's got the flatness but does have like real lighting and it lights in a cool way um the dialogue's great like they're they're super endearing characters it's 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 horny in the right ways in the non-exploitative ways in a way that I can really appreciate uh yeah, it's just it's just super cool, um, uh, and it is yeah. It's like this does not. I don't mean this to come across as a negative thing, but it's like it's like a really great TV show that you couldn't do any other way than a game. Like it, it does need that. It does feel like it does need that. If you're saying that, like the the choices aren't. I guess I'm, I guess you're not saying the choices aren't meaningful. They're not. It's not that they're um, not meaningful. They're not. They are they are telling a story and the story is set and you're kind of like you're you're adding your own flourishes to it in defining the characters slightly. But like the characters are the characters and the relationships are the relationships. Mm. But like you do add your own flourish where it does feel like like the journey that, that like Luca it's, takes it's, it's two, enough. It feels yeah, it feels like it. And then also like the interactive music video part of it, it f- it could very easily be like super cheesy, and I think they actually pull it off super well. Mainly because like the art direction and the the cinematography is really really good, and it syncs super well to the music, and it's very, um, it's very very cool. But like, it is still like it's not you're not it's not even like a like a like walk around in a three D space adventure game. Like it is like scene to scene to scene, and you're doing dialogue. Like that's what it is. But yeah, it's it's super cool. It's uh, I think it's still 20 quid no 16 quid at the minute on steam and everything i think um and like i say it's episodic so they're doing two episodes three more episodes to come one every week 
yeah, I, I, I really like it. I really, really like it. It's, it's. I can't it's wait. Very cool I can't thing. wait to talk about best moment at the end of the year, and it's just somebody being really sad. That's the. That's... So here's the thing, right? They're oh, not fuck. actually. The, the the running joke is that I like sad teen games, and the problem with this is it's that not one a running joke. You do like I sad do. Teen okay, games. it's not a joke. This is just a fact. However, you do legitimately like every sad teen game that you played. Like it's yeah, which is I... fine. Like everybody has that thing. It's okay. I like <laughs> most CRPGs that I play, but like it's the fact that it's a sad teen game is the is the different. It's uh, so here's the problem with that. They're not teens technically and yep. they're not actually that sad they're maybe yeah <laughs> no no well you don't mm. think there's like you don't think there's a capacity in this weekly program thing for these teens to get sad like so, i'm pretty sure they could get sad i mean yes they could also get happy you know it could they go could, either way you're right but I'm willing to bet, given the setup and the premise and the fact that you like it as much as you do, that they're gonna, those the teens, teens are, gonna are probably going to get some sad. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It, it works. It works yeah, for me. Age, age doesn't matter in this thing. The the teen quote unquote is a state of mind or a state of being for those right. characters. Sure, there could be a teen that's like forty something years old. You're thirty. You're like mid thirties, and you're a teen. Like that's the sort of thing. Like I, I, I forget that it's like teen is like an adjective to you, not a not a yeah. marker. Yeah, no, okay. not literally. You're a teenager. Yeah, like that is not okay, no fair. Mentality wise, there is teen mentality. That... <laughs> fair. Um. Yeah, we are OFK is super cool. If you like that kind of thing, uh, and I very much like yeah. that kind of thing, so I'm very much enjoying it. And that is kind of the only new thing I think I played. I I did briefly play the. It was going around some of the the uh, websites and stuff uh, this week, but somebody's made a mod for Boneworks, the VR playground thing that yeah. is like the first three areas of Metal Gear Solid One done in PlayStation One style. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I see videos of that. Doing that in VR is super cool. It's weird because they do like it's. It looks like a PS One game. They have the textures. They have the correct models they have all of that kind of stuff in there um but boneworks makes me throw up in a way that mm. no other vr game does there's something about the movement in that game like they're very upfront about it where they're like yo this is a vr game where we don't have a lot of like comfort modes and like the the user experience is not really a thing that we're prioritizing like we're prioritizing like physics and accuracy and all that kind of stuff like this is not for everyone please be careful if you feel ill and boneworks makes me feel fucking ill it is something about the way that the movement works it's like it, it like it's traditional joystick movement like they don't have teleport it's only like stick movement which already throws a lot of people off but usually i'm okay with it but something about like the speed and the bounciness and the fact that like they separate the head direction from the movement direction, which you think would be better because that's like how our bodies work. But there's a disconnect between like direction and your if head it, movement. Yeah. If, if you're, you're not actively controlling the movement, it's, then, it's yeah, weird. It's, it's, it's really strange and it does make me throw up. Um, or it makes me feel really, really ill. But I got through the three stages. I was like, "Cool, I need to go lie the fuck down." Um, but yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. It's yeah, it, it's impressive that they've managed to capture it in the way that they have. Um, 
Also, Boneworks doesn't have like a crouch button. Like you need to fucking get on your hands and knees in order to be able to crouch. So crawling through the the vent at the start, it's like yeah, you're on your fucking knees. Oh right. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty good. Um. Oh, I will tell. Okay, the last thing I will tell one very quick story. Um. So my GTFO group finally got back together from touring and PCs exploding and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, so we finally had our first go at the new Rundown 7, which is the new one. Um, and God, so they've kind of slightly changed how the Rundown unlocks, where they unlock, so it's, not, it's done in tier, like A, B, C, D, E tiers, and each tier can have multiple levels, so like B1, B2, B3. The thing they do now is they unlock the one levels for all the tiers, so you can go from a1 to d1 like from the start that all unlocks yeah and then as you do that you go across the tier and it gets progressively harder so we did a1 and b1 and it's like hey we've put uh 90 hours 94 hours into that game at this point we're we're all right we know what the fuck we're doing um and the first two were like okay pretty straightforward and then we're going to b2 b2 takes if you're doing it conservatively which you kind of have to for that game from start to finish that level is an hour and a half um the previous two levels have been like 20 minutes to 40 minutes and we're doing this in one night we start at like half eight at night or something like that and we're like cool a1 was fine b1 was fine let's just do b2 before we log off and it's an hour and a half hour 40 of like intense stress uh and the thing they added in the last rundown was they finally added checkpoints to those levels and you're like cool it's an hour and a half level thank god they have checkpoints but the checkpoints only apply well, the game is running, so if you die, you go back to the previous checkpoint as opposed to restart the level. Sure, yeah. But if you leave the game, you go way, way back to the start, and we are like an hour 20 into this level, and we're like, we need to just, I know it's midnight, but we need to just fucking do this, and it's fine. We get to the last two rooms of the 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 level, and it's like intense stealth section, you open final door, and there's like 30 creatures in there that are all asleep. And your options are like, just open up and hope it all goes well, or sneak past all of them to get to the end zone and just camp there and hope the fuck nobody wakes up. So those are your options. We get to final room. Um, we're sneaking through. Something happens. We're not even entirely sure what happens. One of them wakes up, just massacres completely, just overrunners, just completely fucked. And we go back to the checkpoint, which is like five six rooms before this and we're like guys i can't like all of us at the same point are like i just can't i I don't have the the nerve anymore to do this we just need to start this again like we know what we're doing it'll be fine we'll just start from scratch next time we play it's like cool the host the guy who's hosting the game logs off first all three of us are left immediately warped to the final door there's no checkpoint at the final door Sure. host logs off all three of us immediately warp there um and it's kind of cool because like we all immediately appear back in the game at the final door and every character model is like looking around going wait what the fuck happened as we are all going wait yeah. what the fuck happened it's like okay nobody else log off saying to the host can you log back in because if you get kicked out of the game for like usually network reasons if you rejoin the same team you will warp to where they are um can you rejoin and we'll just kind of go from here and try it again. Right. And it's like, yeah. okay, we'll try it. And he logs back in. 
uh, and immediately appears next to us, and we're at the final door again. And it's like, okay, we probably only have one shot at this, but let's just do it again. And we do the thing. Um, there's a switch you have to pull that's like on a like a dropped platform slightly. And I was like, cool, I'll go do the switch quickly while we're here. Run to get to the switch. Something glitches and I get caught in the geometry behind the switch and can't move. Like I'm stuck in geometry. Like it will not let me out again. First time I've ever seen this in this game, by the way. Um, I'm stuck in geometry, can't move. I'm like, fuck. We just completely fucked the one chance we have of doing this. This is a nightmare. Fuck. Okay, well, we're just boned. We just have to bob out. And they get, they're like, this isn't going to happen again, right? Like, if we do the same thing again, it's not going to just happen, right? Like, it shouldn't, but why not? So, may as well try it. Sunday yeah. shoot, shoots one of the characters, one of the, the enemies. Everything wakes up, massacres again. We're back at the back of the screen. It's like, okay, who's the host now? And it's me, as it turns out, because it just randomly picked somebody. Like, okay, I'm going to quit the game. And I hit quit. And three seconds later, everyone goes, Oh fuck, it happened again. <laughs> and they all immediately warp to the final door again. I'm like, fuck, okay. Wow, that's a weird we bug. But okay. jump back, we jump back in, I'm immediately next to them all, and we storm that last thing. And like, well, we don't, actually, we don't storm it because you don't storm anything in that game. We open that final door, we stealth our way like 90% through the room, somebody takes one wrong step, everything wakes up, we get into the final area, turrets go up, we just empty magazines down this corridor as everything is just running at us and we get it by like the skin of our teeth and it is like fantastic moment and i'm like the way that game works i am okay cheesing it in that moment like i am i am i can live with myself using that because that is is the game is it's not unfair but like it's kind of that thing that people justify with like dark souls where it's like yeah you can push this boss off the thing because it's a fucking nightmare like it's that kind of level of stuff but yeah from a software perspective, I have no idea why that fucking bug is there. There's no checkpoint for it to go like, oh, let's go back to the last checkpoint and it just fucked up. Yeah, some... that seems like a weird thing that it just picks the end of the level. Like, and, and it's not like we were all next to each other. It's not like the the thing that we have to do immediately to open the last door. It's not like we're at the start of a door, like a transition point between two areas. Like, it's just like, it just dumps us all in the middle of the room. It's like, here you go. Smoke. It, it made no sense. But we did it, and we conquered B2. It was like, right, fuck it. We need to go to bed, because I can't take this anymore. Um, yeah, it was great. It was very, very cool. Um, and I feel okay about it. My my soul is cleansed because of that. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. That's everything for me. Um, what have you been playing? I know at least a couple of things that you've been experimenting yeah, with. Yeah, other than the stuff that I like play constantly on a loop, the, the two new things that I've got to talk about. Um, I'll talk about Rumbleverse first. Cause yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. So Rumbleverse is a battle royale that's been put out by Iron Galaxy, the people over at Iron Galaxy, and it is a battle royale focused around melee combat. You are yeah. like a you're a you're a fighter in Rumble City, and Rumble City is just a it's just an open city. And instead of it being like a battle royale where you jump in and you like get guns and attachments and stuff like that, like every other battle royale, you jump in and you get skill books that teach you how to do wrestling moves that's the that's how you get oh so there quote is unquote weapons that's your progression is like rather than grabbing guns you grab books that tell you to do wrestling moves that's cool okay yeah I that's like that. it so you like every, every, every character at a base level has uh a punch and a grab and a jump and they can climb on walls and that's kind of it so mm -hmm. the skill books give you like actual variety in your moves it'll let you do like a 
like a diamond cutter or like a spear or like something like that. Um, but they, they they also have like tiers. So there's like blue books and green books and purple books that go up in rarity and they're far more damage and stuff like that. So you want oh, purple wow. move. Okay, sure. Um, and they all have like variant effects because the, the whole system, because it's made by Iron Galaxy, which is a team founded by people who have played a lot of fighting games and they're like, yep. it's all... F- it's all focused around it being kind of like a fighting game whenever you get into combat because it is about you understanding what your moves do and how it works against other people because it is about you have a block and you have a dodge and you obviously have a punch but then you're you have a grapple but your grapple move is like unblockable yes so you can like hit people to get them into a again fighting game terminology hit people to get them into like a block string where they're like just constantly sitting blocking and not doing anything and then fake them out and go for a grab because grabs are unblockable yes. but they can also dodge out of the way and hit you back and like there is this the the dynamic of a fighting game is there of like how do you handle this neutral game and then the moves on top of that will then change will give you more options basically of like you know when you can go for a special and stuff like that whether that special is like a grab or like a special strike or like so the whole game is focused around this hierarchy of moves that they've developed mm-hmm. where things at the bottom of the list have like the lowest priority basically so like if you go for a grab a grab gets beat by a strike so if somebody punches you your grab gets you, you your grab doesn't go through like mm-hmm. it get, you get stunned out of your grab but a power move will beat a strike, but then a grapple will beat a power move. And like, it's that, it's this kind of like weird fire emblem triangle thing, except the list is way longer. And like, nothing beats a super move because you, as you punch people and as you pick up stuff in the environment, you get a star meter, like superstar meter. And when um, that's full, you can enter a superstar state that basically means like, you gain your health back and you deal more damage and you get your stamina and stuff back but you can also have access to this like super special grab which is basically like a a giant spinning power bomb mm-hmm. but it does like a billion damage and it's like if you get hit with it there's nothing you can do about it so it's about dodging out of the way of that because that has the highest priority in the game yep. so you can't like hit people out of it or whatever um it's really cool it's, a, it's an interesting idea that is better than or at least it's different than like another shooter battle royale right like it's actually trying to do something more interesting yeah um and mele- melee like in general in- melee in general is kind of difficult to do in yeah like multiplayer specifically like if it's not a specifically a fighting game but like especially like a full three open 3d thing like melee can sometimes feel a bit kind of floaty or like not or difficult to pull off accurately well yeah so that that falls for this problem because like well, ah. most most fighting games get around that by doing rollback netcode right like sure. that's how they handle it because then it feels smooth this game can't do that obviously you can't do fucking rollback netcode for 60 people on a map or whatever yeah that would be a, so, god can you imagine <laughs> that would be insane so yeah. they're just doing delay based so when you get people who have bad connections it is like them teleporting on screen which then right. you can't hit them because it's a melee game yep um it has it's cool there's the there's some other stuff that are like that introduce like the the quote unquote like build or variants that you get from battle royale games where there's like um supplements that you can pick up on the map right your guy eats like powder like special weight powder oh wow it gives you like more more health more stamina or more damage but you can only have i think it's eight total like eight total uses of a, a a uh bit of powder so you can either do like 
I have three health and two stamina and three damage, or like three and one, like two threes and uh, two threes and a two. Basically, is how they're oh, so mod- that up. it modifies stats rather than like being a temporary buff. Yeah, it is like okay. a permanent upgrade to your stats. So you either get gotcha. more health or more stamina or more damage. So you, okay, that's that kind of like you can change how you're going to build based on that. So if you've got like a bunch of moves that are really high stamina use, you want more stamina. And yes, all that, stuff. that makes sense. That there are also like the temporary ones that can give you like more stamina regen. There's health stuff. There's stuff that you'd expect from a battle royale. It is, it's really interesting and it is quite fun. Um, but the if it wasn't a problem where if the connection's bad, it is almost unplayable because like you can't yeah. hit anybody um it has a lot of problems where i think i don't know if this is because people aren't playing it or because the matchmaking is bad but matchmaking is really really bad i was like on launch it was fine because people were playing it on launch but like even a couple of days after it i was in like five minute queues for a match and then you would get oh, into a lobby wow. and it wasn't even full like it's is it cross i don't know if or cross play yeah Sorry. i don't know if it's cross play or not i'm not sure but um it it was just it was really bad like i i couldn't um play like a full thing and it was sitting wait for five minutes especially because like the game it doesn't feel finished it's weird because there is not only is matchmaking really weird there's a bunch of really weird menus that like have bad like it, it, it's like the game's still in beta because like the typeface is bad or it's like a lane wrong or like something oh, like weird. that like it's okay when you when you like go and buy the premium currency the words for the premium currency are all like right aligned and they're like too huh. big for the box and stuff like that is weird so, and then like things like when you when you finish a match or when you get knocked out or whatever they have a they have an option that is just like queue again. So you can just immediately hit queue again and join the queue, which is fine. Like that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. But like there's no music or like anything like that that plays. It is just you die. There's like a little thing that plays and then it goes dead silent. And all you hear is like the the noise of the game happening in the background. Weird. When it feels like there should be something to fill that space. And they're that happens quite a lot. There's a lot of like being in menus and not hearing anything or feeling like it's unfinished mm-hmm. or like that sort of idea. Um, like the, 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 the weirdest thing that I, I don't understand and I've asked people who are like in the industry about this and they said it was really stupid as well where they did, their, their battle pass didn't come out until a week after the game came out. Yeah, I saw that. And, like, I, I saw an ad for like Rumbleverse season one starting yeah. soon. I'm like, and I was, I, okay. I, so, and I was like, that seems really strange because most of the time you would, want people to buy the battle passes the game comes out because yeah, that's yeah. when you get a lot more people coming through and like all that stuff oh, you don't want to put a bunch of time into it that doesn't count towards something right yeah that or that as well like either way you want to look at it and when i asked people about it they're like in the industry and stuff like that and they were like yeah no that's a really stupid move like you if you're gonna have a battle pass you have it day one like yeah. you you miss out on so much money and like people get mad about it and stuff like that it's just crazy like it's there's some bizarre stuff behind it. The The mechanics of the game are cool and it's fun and it's really stupid like a lot of the time in like the best way possible yeah, yeah. because you're like, you're like, the, the some of the best stuff is like you, you have a, if you jump in the air and hit attack, you have like an elbow drop, but the damage for the elbow drop scales depending on how far you've fallen. So if you I, stand at the top I, yeah. of a building and elbow drop off it, 
you can like kill four people in one hit. I it's saw a lot really, of really, really good, funny. I saw a th- yeah. lot of really good clips of people elbow elbow dropping from like the fiftieth floor of a building. It's like, yeah, that's okay, sure, that's dumb. Yeah. That's so, the, and there's like other ones that like if you like, there's like a move that's like a spear, right? So you like run and tackle them basically. Mm. And cars in that game are basically like bounce pads. So. Right. That gives you more height and therefore more damage because as you travel, you take more damage. So you can like spear people into a car and bounce up in the air and travel like a billion miles and land in a crater and deal like a thousand damage to someone. Okay, that's cool. There are some cool moments and it is really satisfying. A lot of the moves are really satisfying to use. Like it's really satisfying to like cut someone off of a roof. Like that's really (laughs) cool. Sure. Or like like suplex them off a roof or do whatever I wish whip them off the roof. Like it's all cool stuff. It's just there's a bunch of things in it that are weird and feel unfinished mm-hmm. um I, I i haven't played it since i tried to play it during launch week and was in like six minute queues and then right. not getting into full lobbies and i was like okay maybe the the shine has already fallen off of this because i can't play it is it is it, it free except the battle pass is that how it's doing yes right. free to play battle pass is the the normal video game thing that yes. is just weird. what video games are these days um interesting yeah it's cool i like it i would have played it more if it held up but yeah. it didn't hold up so um just to confirm it is no. cross play and cross save across pc xbox playstation oh so, okay apart according to the internet okay. so interesting cool um yeah i don't know why i had such problem uh, uh it, finding games it might then, not be but... on your end who knows um matchmaking i mean maybe, yeah, a fucking it's... nightmare so yeah that makes sense Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that the coding for matchmaking is difficult. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like, it, I, I, I really wish it had come out and been, like, super solid and a bunch of people picked it up because I would sit and play it for a long time. It was really yeah. fun. Me and my friend did, like, duos on day of release and it was hilarious. Like, it's super <laughs> sure. funny. Um, but yeah, and, and it has that kind of, like, weird fighting game logic behind it that, like, taps into the back of my brain that really likes fighting games. Sure. But yeah, it just hasn't hasn't held up unfortunately Fair enough. um so the other game uh which has kind of exploded mm. randomly i don't know how that's happened uh, is cult of the lamb yeah um this game is fucking everywhere is, like it's everywhere and it's like really big on twitch and i don't i don't it get does it not like, feel like i don't a understand game. it does not yeah. feel like a streamable game like, but it does they, feel they, like they've like, done the smart thing of like they've got twitch integration where like your yeah. viewers can be part of your cult and like all this stuff. i get that but i don't get still don't get why it's as big as it is well it's, um, it's interesting because like there's been a couple of games before where i'm like this is weird that a lot of people and a lot of it is like release day and you go on twitch it's like okay it makes sense that a bunch of these people are are playing this because maybe they're and then a lot of them like to be fair a lot of the, the streamers that i watch like are very good about like hey this is a sponsored stream or like this is an ad or like that kind of stuff so you can look at it and go cool they've been paid f- to play the game and fine but like this game had some of that i saw in, in some of the people that i watch but then it would keep going and it'd be like third stream of the week where they're playing cult of lamb i'm like there's yeah. something weird happening here and i okay, okay sure I- so I sort of get it. I, I sort of understand. So Cult of the Lamb, I'll go back and then I'll yeah, build on this. Yes. Cult of the Lamb is a uh, part roguelike, part base building game or town building game, whatever you want to call it, where you play as uh, the last of the lambs that has been given otherworldly power by a god called He That Waits. Uh, Great name. <laughs> and you have been told by He That Waits 
uh, or at the weights, I can't remember which one it is, uh, to go and build a cult in their name and by doing that, give them the power to escape the prison that the other gods have put them in. But, and he, do, he does this by saving you from death, so you're kind of indebted to him. Uh, so, the base building part of the game is that you have your cult, you have like followers, you have to like find them places to sleep, you have to get them resources like wood and stone and gold and food and all that stuff. You then have to like manage all of their jobs and what they're doing. So like there are people that you set to like go and be worshippers who will sit and worship at your totem that will then get you I think it's called devotion is the name of the thing that you then spend to like upgrade your cult. It's like your currency, your cult level, quote unquote, is based mm-hmm. on the devotion that you have. You have some people who are going to like cut wood or uh, get stone or like plant stuff in the farm. Um you have to go around and like manage their loyalty which is like an individual level that each person has of how loyal they are to the cult um the thing based on like the thing the thing i've really enjoyed about seeing bits and pieces of this once i discovered that like the two halves of it because i I think i'd only ever really seen the roguelike part of it i was like oh this is a real like binding of isaac feel to it and i was like okay cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then the base building stuff once i started seeing more people get into that stuff and it's like i really like the verbs that they use to do stuff where it's like re-educate your follow or what i think that's one of the terms it's like it's like how you like fill them back fill like uh fill up their faith again like kind of bring them back into the cult they choose there's the choice yeah. of words for a lot of that stuff is very funny yeah there's a there's a lot of like uh well a, a lot of like they're saying the word indoctrination without indoctrination like yeah. they're tra- uh-huh. talking about like bringing people back into yeah. the fold and stuff like that yep. and then there are people that are like I had a, your 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 followers like give you quests every so often and one of them one of them came up to me uh interestingly enough i was naming people in the cult after some of my friends in sure. my final fantasy guild and one of them comes up to me and says this person's a spy for another cult that's trying to like indoctrinate people to make them go over to the cult and the person that they were accusing was their in real life girlfriend it was really excellent. funny excellent um, yep so and then, like, so you get missions like that, and then you go talk to them, and they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, like, I'll hail you, or whatever it is. You get weird missions like that. You have to, like, manage their... F- you have to cook food for them, but the food all has, like, a weird... It can have weird effects, where it's, like, the, the most common thing you get are, like, berries. So you make, like, a mix of berries, but because they're just, like, fucking berries from the woods... The stat on the berry is like this will feed them, but gives them a twenty five percent chance to immediately shit themselves when they eat it. <laughs> like that is the okay, excellent, yeah. Like that your is life. that, and then you can take and then you can take their poop and like use that to fertilize the farm and stuff like that. But it is still like a thing you have to manage because if you don't keep your cult clean, it spreads disease, and then people get sick. Yeah, and then you have to like put them to bed and be like, go and quarantine yourself because we don't want other people in the cult getting sick and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it all feeds into you have a church that you build that you give sermons on that then helps you, that then feeds you a resource that you then use to change the doctrines of your cult. So it's like little buffs that your cult members get that will change how the change how it works. Whereas like the one that I've got recently where it's like, uh, your cult members are so devoted to you that they will even eat grass with no negative effects. And oh, wow. like, 
which is good because you have so much fucking grass and nothing to do with it. So if you start feeding it to people, it's like a really easy way to feed everybody in the cult. But it's entirely based on the fact that they're devoted to you and they're like, yeah, grass is really great, leader. This is fantastic. Um, super dark, but yeah, really... I just super have, really dark. From a, a management lot of this perspective. Game is like super really dark. So you get into this stuff and... But then it, it, it starts being like, you start being able to research like the rituals that you can perform as a cult. And then... That can range from like, we're going to have a feast in the name of the gods. So then everybody like gets really, really happy and they don't have to eat for a couple of days because they're so full and that stuff's all great. And then you get into like, you can sacrifice members to the gods. And if you sacrifice them, it, it, it boosts your own individual power that you can use to like level up your skills that you can take into the, like the roguelike aspect. Right. Um, which is fine where I was like, okay, you're a cult, I get it, you sacrifice people, that makes sense. And then you get into, like, your the people in your cult get older, right? Yeah. And the game specifically tells you, if people get too old, they die, and if people die in the cult, in, like, view of, like, old age, people will get really, really sad, and you have to, like, deal with it and, like, make a grave for them and, like, all that sure, sort sure, of stuff. Sure. So that's already, and dead bodies spread disease and stuff like that. So be, having someone die in the cult is really, really bad. So what if you just sacrificed them instead and then they didn't <laughs> die, they did it for the cult, like that oh, helps. Oh, wow. Or, huh. or there's the other option, which is like ascension, which is like you don't sacrifice them, you basically send them on to heaven. It's the same thing because they all go to the dark god below you, but you're not killing them, you're just letting them go to the god. What and everybody is- gets really, really happy about that. What is that's that? Really How is good. that process different from sacrifice? Because there, there are different rituals that you can perform, and if you sacrifice people, it gives you the resource that you use to level yourself up. Right. And if you ascend people, it gives people more faith in the cult. But like, as opposed to individual power. But the difference there is you're not like. I'm talking about like visibly. What does it show? What is an ascension? Oh, visibly, right. Like? So the sacrifice. So the sacrifice thing is like the. Uh, you'll do like a big ritual and then like the tentacles will come up from the ground and like grab the person and it looks like they're kind of like ripping them limb from limb a bit. Whereas ascension is more of like you do the ritual and the tentacles come up and just sort of like gently wrap themselves around them and then slowly pull them under. And then that's the, there's no violence involved in the ascension process. Right. Um, But it's you being a cult leader. So you are ruthlessly dealing with these people that are going to be a problem. Right. So yeah, of course. Um, and then you unlock other rituals that like let you bring people back from the dead so you can like sacrifice someone and then bring them back and then sacrifice them again oh my um, god okay sure yeah it's it's there's some wild shit you can do in that game uh, so all of this stuff is, is and the base building stuff is all really cool it's all based on like a, hex, a hexagonal grid sort of thing and it's about like placing buildings and putting roads down it's like you're playing Animal Crossing except right, like yeah. really dark but, <laughs> yeah fucked um, up Animal Crossing okay it's, yeah it's completely fucked up because people are indoctrinated and you can like so that all that feeds into you setting up your cult enough to where they can survive on their own so you can go up and do the roguelike thing which is you go into the dark forest where the four gods that imprisoned your gods are and you have to go kill them that is the conceit of the the roguelike thing and it works a lot of it works a very similar way to hades where you have a weapon you have magic and you have a dodge and that's about it that's all you have. The, the the roguelike thing is really bare bones. It is attack, attack, magic, dodge, and that's kind of it. 
So it's right. all about dodging attacks and like using your magic in specific ways and hitting people back and stuff. Roguelike element, not great. It is not that fun. It's very, very, very basic. Um, they do some variety with like the different weapons you can get that have different modifiers and different spells and stuff like that. But the combat's not deep enough to where that really matters. It's still just a weapon you're hitting people with. Like it's not right. that different. Um, and like yeah, the boss fights are cool because they have cool designs and stuff like that. But they're not super difficult. And like it, it's weird. Roguelike's not very fun. Call of the Lamb definitely suffers from the same experience that literally every roguelike in existence is going to have now, where it's just not as good as Hades. Yeah. Like, yep. The roguelike genre has has basically at this point been solved. If yeah. you're going to play roguelike, you play Hades because there isn't a better one. Like yeah. that's I was I was describing isn't... this I was describing this to somebody recently, and I think I used the exact same phrasing. Where like they've kind of just solved roguelikes as like yeah. you you they... just but which is why I appreciate something like Call of the Lamb comes along and like adds a layer to it like the the base the base building so, yeah. management stuff is that's the thing Call of the Lamb has is that it's trying to do something different to Hades with the the, the cult stuff and the ba- the base building, which is all actually the better part of the game. Yep. Um, because when you get into the roguelike element of it, it's a worse Hades. It's a way worse Hades. Like yeah. it's it's markedly way worse. Um, and that's it. So that's it. And then while you're in the the forest, you're like getting resources and stuff that you can take back to the cult. For example, in the dark forest, there are a bunch of mushrooms that grow, and then the special mushroom lady teaches you how to use those mushrooms to mind control your cult members. Oh, yeah, um, nice. Okay, because you fucking get them high on mushrooms, and then yeah. they're all just like crazy and they will literally do whatever you ask them to do and stuff jesus um, okay cool it, it, yeah it goes places yeah um this weird so, stuff in this that's all really dark so um, what's the like is there an end goal I, I i assume it's like defeat the other three god uh four gods to free your god i think is the overall yeah goal that's right, that's okay. kind of it and but there there is like the people as you talk about it there is like an end game quote unquote i don't know what that end game is but there is like something to do after you kill all the gods, I guess. Okay. Interesting. Um, and there's like a bunch. There's like a bunch of like side stuff. There's like there's like a fishing mini game, so you can go and get is. fish. Yeah, and it's like it's just the Stardew Valley fishing mini game, but that's a good fishing mini game. So yep. you get uh-huh. that. Uh, there's a whole thing with the mushroom people where they really want to study mushrooms, and they will sell you stuff based on how many mushrooms you get them. There's there's an old dude in the forest who used to run the cult to the same god that you do that then collapsed uh, oh interesting okay and he he just wants to gamble in the first so that one of the best things about this game is like the the gambling mini game because it is is this thing called knuckle, knuckle Bone, bones which yeah. is like a yeah is a dice based a dice based tactical game where you have a grid it's like a three by three grid and you roll a dice and you put that number into the grid somewhere and if you put Two of the same number in the grid, they are uh, multiplicative. So if you put two twos, it counts as like six, I think it is. I can't remember how it is. It's like four multiplied by two, so eight, I think it is. And all you're trying to do is get a higher score than your opponent. So you can sit and put all these dice out, but if you put a dice in a row, or your opponent puts a dice in a row that matches dice on the other side, so say I have a row that's like all ones, right? So then my opponent puts a one on the opposite side in their column on their board, it eliminates all my ones. So oh, all my ones okay. are dead now. Got you. So it's about, it becomes a really weirdly tactical thing of like, okay, I rolled this six, I put this six here, 
to give myself like a good base in terms of score or do I put it with its other six to really boost my score but then open myself up to a six coming out for them and then knocking out all my sixes or they use a six to knock their sixes out there's this it's actually really good and really entertaining like it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a really fun little mini game um <laughs> that i have a lot more fun with than i do the roguelike stuff um and, it, and it, the, the game ends when like somebody fills their board the second you fill your board up the game's over and they just count it up and whoever has the highest score wins yeah so it's about do you make the choices of like do I play to eliminate stuff on their board or do I play to a point where my board is high enough to then rush the game out and try and finish it before they can clear any of my stuff? There's right. a whole bunch of weird tactical stuff that is in this dumb side mini game that you can bet on. Um, it's really, really cool. I'm okay. glad that they have this. Like they, they, they took the effort to make this game semi-interesting other than just like a random dice game. Yeah, totally. Because um, if it's like another... another game another part of a game inside a game that is already two games like yeah you could imagine yeah. it would be kind of half-assed but it's, it's good that they've actually thought of it that's, that's they've, great yeah they've put a lot of effort into it so cool. yeah it's that that is what that game is it's part part base builder part roguelike base builder is way better than the roguelike element is but that's not its fault that's the fault of hades existing yeah um it, it is cool if it is if you're a fan of like base building stuff is it is legitimately different to you just playing like, oh god, what are the bit like City Skyline or whatever? Like yeah, yeah. it's it's obviously on a smaller scale because you're dealing with like a small patch of woods or whatever. But it mm. is still like a legitimate base builder. You have to worry about like resources and scaling resources up and like where you're getting stuff from and legitimately reasons to do it. Cool. Um, but and you have this rogue like attached to it that I'm sure is fine if you haven't played Hades. But right. As long yeah. as the as it's, long a, as it's, it's a cool little thing. It's a cool little game. I like it a lot. It just suffers from the problem that every roguelike is going to yeah. suffer from from there until as, probably eternity. Yeah, as long as the roguelike thing is not like painfully difficult, then that's okay no, with me. Because it is, like, like the the roguelike element is serviceable. It's no, that's fine. fine. That's it all serves I need. its purpose. It serves its purpose. It's probably a game, game. The thing that I will say is, don't play it on Switch. Apparently, the Switch version is really really broken um oh okay sure like like buggy is all hell and like stuff like that oh, so if okay. you're gonna play right. it play it on pc if you're lucky enough to have a steam deck it's probably a really good steam deck game yeah. uh yeah that's that's all i'll say about it but yeah it's it's cool i legitimately give it a shot but if mm. you are deep in the roguelike genre like i have been for several years you're you're gonna get more out of the base building than you are the roguelike sure. that's kind of the only word i'll say about it cool i'm glad because i I think uh, kind of Tunic did change something for me with some of that stuff where like when it is a game that is like there, there's combat but it's not or like Tunic the thing I liked about Tunic was the mystery part of it and the kind of not puzzle solving but like the kind of exploration and, and the stuff about the manual and all that kind of stuff and then the combat just like ramps up so hard in that game where yeah. you're just like I just don't want to do it. So I just turned on and then I turned on the like no fail mode to get past some of the combat to see what was next. And then I got to what I assume is one of the final areas. And it's like, I physically don't know how you do this without no fail. Like it's just so, the combat is so intense and so difficult. I just stopped playing. I was just like, I'm done. I did, I'm getting yeah, nothing that, from this anymore. That game seemed to have the same sort of thing that um, Death's Door did where mm. it's, it's 
trying to be a like third person slasher action game not like a roguelike so it is doing this like testing your abilities of like dodging and reading attacks and stuff like that it seemed like it was mm. that kind of game yeah totally it's yeah but no cool it, it means i might actually check it called lamb then if it's if it's serviceable by I all means do, it is, it is cool and the roguelike is fine yeah it did it did legitimately just really want to make me play hades again like that's sure. the only thing yeah, i have been thinking about that again myself um cool if that's everything um we'll go to a quick break and probably it's probably the thing i didn't actually talk about in uh in ofk is that the soundtrack's real good as well considering it yeah. being a focus of the whole fucking story um yeah there are bands, also yeah there are bands so there's like there's um Isn't there's it, like are they like are they also like not to think of it they're not like a real band but they are releasing the music as the band right they're releasing the music not... as the band yes uh the band okay. and like the one of the voice actors is the lead singer of the band and is doing the vocals um so there's like there's like the, the there's like the music that that wfk the band do which is like sung by the voice actor and like um and uh i can't remember the team there's like two actual musicians that are involved in in the making of those songs um and then the rest of the soundtrack and the 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 what's the term the non-named the, the rest of the soundtrack is done by uh omniboy who if you've been on twitter you will know who that is um but yeah the soundtrack itself is really really good and it works it does the thing where it uh integrates really well into like the dialogue as well like a lot of dialogue is like shot and camera cut to music and stuff like that it, it's, it's ah, super, sure. super cool. um but yeah so i'm gonna do the the lead song from the first episode which has been out for a while actually but i just haven't had a chance to really um to put it on here so this is follow on follow by ofk i assume from we are ofk um first episode uh, check the post links so you can pick that up and we'll be back with a little bit of news after this is it falling apart was it already broken am i back at the start can i let all the hope in it's the glow on my phone from a brand new vibration and the numbers alone in a new combination sorry for the follow That was follow and follow from the We Are OFK soundtrack. Check the post for links you can pick that up. Um, it's very good. So let's get to news stuff. I did you watch any Evil this year? I yeah, I watched a lot of Evil this year. Um, uh, I had like, a lot of was... things, and uh, most of them were positive. And that's normally not what happens well, at Evil. It's the it's the first like real life Evil that has been for 
two, three years or something like that. Like it's so it, like everybody was like super excited of like, oh, evil is back. Like it's real evil. Like people are in a room, sure, fighting each other. It's great. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good event. It was super good. Like there was every game. Again, you're, it's, it's kind of you say this every time you watch Evil, where every time you watch a top eight, it's always really good. But that's because you're watching the best people play it. Like exactly, that's, the, that's why everything. But even stuff like stuff that I don't typically follow. So like when I I watch fighting games and I follow like Strive and I follow Tekken and stuff like that. But the other stuff I don't really follow. But I got to watch like the Mortal Kombat Grand Finals was like one of the best Grand Finals I've ever seen. It was so really? exciting and it was okay. so cool. Yeah, it was amazing to sit and watch and like. Melty Blood and stuff like that, which is a game that I don't understand at all because it's one of these crazy anime fighters. Sure. Was still really entertaining to sit and watch, but then like Tekken Top Eight was super good, and Strive was obviously amazing and stuff like that. It was all just really, really, really good top eights. Um, yeah, one of the best years I've seen, and like all the announcements and stuff like that were really good. Like all the stuff they've shown for everybody who got to play like Street Fighter Six on the floor and stuff like that was really positive about it, which is great because I thought five sucked absolute ass so <laughs> sure. okay um if six is really really good which everybody who on the floor and who's played it and stuff says it's really good and is like better than five then i'm really excited for that i'll be great to play a street fighter game again cool um the announcements for i'm sure like strive and stuff like that the character that got announced for strive wasn't what people were expecting but it is really really cool mm-hmm. um everybody was expecting uh sin who's like kai's son he uses a staff and eats chicken and stuff like that yeah they instead went with bridget yep. who is a the, the people people really really like bridget especially now because she's like officially like a trans character and it's really good yep. like representation Gilly your strive now has like the best representation of any fighting game because it has like like one non-binary people two trans people like a bunch of like people of different skin colors and stuff really really good for representation but she's a She's a she's a character that fights with like a yo-yo yep. and like a stuffed bear. She's awesome. Like she came out the the week after Evil, and my friend who plays a lot of Strive and stuff like that, we got on the day she came out, and we're like in the lab and like played in like online and stuff like that. She's super fun. She's really nuts. Um, she obviously because she uses a yo-yo, she's got like a lot of range on her moves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She's like a really cool zoning character, but then she like gets in with weird overhead like yo-yo spin moves and stuff like that so she's like untouchable really cool super interesting character i was listening um, to the 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 waypoint podcast we're talking about like her story or like the story between the last game she was in and now and like mm, what they do mm. and i was like yeah that's that's super cool it seems like they're doing it in a really yeah. good way so that's that's awesome it's really good yeah yeah, yeah. it's really good um they also announced tekken 8 which is uh, right yeah it feels what, like they're right what like i forgot seven existed but that is still like so, one of the best fighting games out there right yeah so in in my personal opinion it's probably the best thing to play right now like it's the best thing yeah. to watch anyway i think tekken's amazing i love mm-hmm. watching tekken so much um watching evo made me want to try and learn it again which sure i i can't do it now because the new final fantasy raids come out in right. two weeks so i don't have time to pick up a fighting game right now sure but um yeah, so te- te- but Tekken Seven's been around for years. Like it's been around for a very, very long time at this point. Um, I can't remember when Tekken Seven came out. I need to check now, but it was quite a long time ago, twenty fifteen. So it's mm-hmm. been like what seven years, eight years. 
Um, so it feels like the right time. They are. They did at the same time announce that they're doing another season of Seven and like new characters and balance updates and stuff like that. But then also we're like, yeah, we're actively working on eight. Okay, so, so there's no date on that, but they have announced that more seven. Okay, no, cool. Th- th- it's, this is now, I think, the third time they've talked about it. Like, it's been two like very, very minor teases, and now this, which was like right. Unreal Engine Five Kazuya face, and then cool. that's so, which is great because seven seven has done the best for Tekken that it's ever done. Seven mm. was so good and so popular that it now has millions, and millions of players. So I'm interested to see what they do when they transition that to eight. Yeah. Hopefully, they 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 keep what they learned and like improve upon it do you think um, do you think that how much of that do you think was uh tekken actually getting better and how much of it was like street fighter really fucking up five both. I, oh, okay I think good. It's both. excellent okay I, I, good. I, I think that i think that five not being the the benchmark fighting game anymore because yeah. it got beat it got beat by tekken and then it got beat by strive and it got beat by fucking smash ultimate and like a whole right. bunch of stuff went and really fucking hamstrung them and we're like yeah you're not the king anymore like you really missed step with five but then also seven is really exciting to watch and to play and they made a bunch of really cool changes like the the thing that the 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 very very small thing that did a lot for it was like the slowdown mechanic Mm. where if two people are gonna hit each other or one person's gonna hit someone that's going to kill the game like slows down so it is like this real moment of tension about oh shit is this actually gonna land or are they gonna duck or are they gonna do something else mm-hmm. like it is and moments like that make it good to watch and therefore people want to watch it so they're there and good commentators for it and it builds its appeal and all that stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's they, they made a bunch of really really smart changes in seven that mean that it's better to play and better to watch and that cultivates a fan base which they now have in its millions like Tekken has, I think, I can't remember how many copies it sold, but it has like millions and millions of copies. Um, done really well. Done really, really cool. well. Excellent. Um, yeah, Evil was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad that Evil was back. and Because yeah. the, the, a few weeks before it, there was Combo Breaker, which was another big fighting game mm. tournament. And that was also cool because it was a bunch of people in real life playing fighting games again. And then we were like, man, but then Evil is going to happen. And Evil is like, Evil, Evil has the yeah, it's sparkle on it because it's Evil. Because this yeah, is also this is all the first also the first evil or in person evil since they got bought by Sony, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it feels the like first, they did... the first in real the first in real life one. Yeah, is... yeah, and it didn't feel. I like... mean, it's, it's, it... no, it wasn't like overly bad or anything like that. It's just like all the games were played on PlayStation. Like it's not which that. is kind of the way it they always didn't... was anyway, right? Because like PlayStation is the platform yeah, you play. In. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that and, mean, like, and the FGC is kind of like PlayStation law. The yeah, only thing like, was like the only thing that was not there was like Smash, but that was because Nintendo Smash said got no. pulled by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, so yeah, that's that wasn't Sony's fault. So yeah, that's, yeah, which is good because I think I think I think everyone everyone was under the same impression that the best thing they could do for Evil was just to not touch it and just continue to fund it and just make it a thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. which seems like they've done, which is cool. Yep, they, um, they didn't. I don't think they forced anything anywhere, so it was yeah. all. All good. Cool. It was such a weird purchase at the time, but if they're just going to continue to make it a thing, like just put, like I that, mean, all... that's a stake they put in the ground and be like, yeah, we support the fighting game community. Like it makes yeah, a lot that's, of sense. That's, you do it. You, I think you probably just do it for hearts and minds. You're yeah. just like, yeah, we're we're behind you, FGC. Like that's especially the, especially that's a, especially a group that is already primarily working on PlayStation hardware. Anyway, it makes a lot of sense for you to just actually put your name on yeah, it. Yeah, for like, sure. Yep, for sure. Cool. 
Um, so there's a little bit of news that we can get into. Um, we don't normally talk about like game announcements on here, but I just I just thought this was interesting. Uh, like with the developer and everything. So there's a game called Capes, which is coming out. So also for background, uh, I think we talked about it, but uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, the XCOM superhero game, yeah. got pushed again without a date. And with, is no now, date. with no date this time. Now later this fiscal year, which in business terms is anything up to March 31st, 2023. Um, but then uh, last week, um, Capes was announced, which is a superhero tactics game which looks a lot like XCOM and is being developed yep. by the guys who made Hand of Fate. Uh, I can't remember the name of the studio. Oh, cool. uh, Spitfire Interactive. Um, oh, sorry. It's a new studio made up of former Hand of Fate developers, but a lot of the people who were right, okay. involved in that get there. Um, it looks cool. Like, Midnight Sun you look at and, like, mechanically that looks like a lot like XCOM. This game, like, mm-hmm feels like it's taking the aesthetic as well which is not a bad thing like i I like the way it looks it's just one of those things it's like okay this is cool that other people are doing this specific thing again um they're also saying 2020 early 2023 so these two might go up against each other which is going to be interesting that's fun yeah uh where was the thing there was a thing in here about the actual story of the fucking game where was it Oh yeah, so Capes is set in a city, this is from the Rock Paper Shotgun um, article, set in a city taken over by supervillains 15 years ago, aim of the game is to train up a new generation of rookie heroes and take back the town from various nefarious criminals. Uh, they've got like a combo mechanic for uh, powers and moves, um, and it's turn-based tactics, um, which yeah, totally, that sounds okay to me. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's no date on it, like I said, early 2023 is what they have right now. Um, and it looks cool. You know what? I thinking thinking about this and like Midnight Suns. You know what? I I thought about that game. You remember uh, Chroma Squad? Remember that game? Yeah, I that was on my. I installed that to my Steam Deck with. I was like, this would be a cool thing to try again. Uh, yeah, that game was really fucking cool. Yeah, I liked that game a lot. It, it got it got let down a little bit because the uh, the the dialogue wasn't great. I think the translation could have done with a bit of work. But like technically, yeah, that game was that game was super super cool. Um. Yeah, so that's that. Um, there was also the, I I don't know how I missed this. Like I think they must have just said, "Hey, we're making a new Tales of the Borderlands," and I just completely forgot. But they announced, yeah, October twenty first um, for all consoles and all last gen consoles as well. Um, which again, like the immediate high and low on that is like cool. Tales of the Borderlands was fucking awesome. It was really really good, and then you're like. Oh, this is just Gearbox this time. Yeah, published by Two K. This isn't being written by Telltale. There's this no Telltale like... involvement in this at all. This is just yeah. Gearbox and just Two K. And Gearbox don't write good. Nope, <laughs> they write they bad. Sure don't. They are bad writers. That game, that Tales from the Borderlands, worked because it had hum- it had humor and character, and it was, but it was also like a really heartfelt story, and all the characters were really cool. And you cared about it a lot. Gearbox can't do that. <laughs> Gearbox do not do games like that. That is not. I don't give a fuck about anybody in the Borderlands games, but everybody in Tales from the Borderlands I thought was great. So you know, I just yeah, I just don't trust them to be able to pull off what Tales did. No, at all. Yeah, they've they've they've, they've not shown you anything that proves that they can. I also so, yeah. say like this, I get, this is from the Gamatsu article announcing it. Um, direct quote. 
pre-orders include the Adventure Capital Pack, which consists of cosmetics for characters, as well as 10,000 in-game currency and an in-game Vault Lander collectible. Why does Why that, does game, that have... game need a currency? Exactly, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. I was like, what the fuck does this have? Um, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. But like, yeah, the, the high of like, oh, fuck yeah. There's like, oh, shit. Like immediately was so depressing. It was, it was really bad. That's sad. Um, and then speaking of sad, uh, we talked last time about uh, Call of Duty stealing a character from an artist online and then um, they eventually going, yep, okay, we pulled it. It's fine. Like, we really apologize. Something in our process went terribly wrong. This never happens. We'll fix it. We pulled it. Sorry, 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 sorry. And then immediately yeah. this week they did that again. Like, immediately. Uh, there's a new skin for Warzone Vanguard, which is um, copying a artist who used to work for them, but crucially does not work for them anymore and did not do this work while they were part of... Yeah. Uh, part of Activision Blizzard, but um, yeah, the Doomsayer, uh, like, and this one's like you thought the the fucking uh, the Samoyed skin was close. This is like identical. Like this is like you look at it. It's like that you've just taken. Like if you'd have told me like that they were working on that model before they left, and they're like, cool. Well, we might as well use it. Like I'd have believed you. It's it's wild it's really wild yeah um how accurate how close it is there Ugh. anyway there's also like they also like stole uh there's like a bunch of skins and like tags and stuff for guns and stuff that there are they're 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 like anime girl stuff which you would expect from that sort of thing but they're all inspired by vtubers that they didn't ask for permission yeah right anything like that for it was kind of nuts but yeah it's insane. Like it just seems like that's they're just doing that and yeah. not they're just nakedly just trying to get away with it. I'm glad people are calling them out on it at least. That's... Oh, for sure. Like I'm, yeah, I'm glad people are actually holding them to account for it. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking wild. It really is. Um, yeah. So the last thing I've got here, very quickly, uh, the Embracer Group continues to fucking embrace everything they just embrace all of video games yeah. oh it's it's wild um so there's a, there's a couple of things before the big one there's a couple of um small things they also so they bought um limited run games who do physical editions special editions of games so they now have a hardware division technically that they could do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff with um tripwire interactive who's the chivalry and killing floor people uh tuxedo labs who are teardown that's the only game they've got right now. Um, they also bought a Japanese studio Tsujin, um, which I don't know what they do or who they have. They don't really have anything listed on here. Um, where the fuck? I, I had the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, is this the official? Yeah, here we go. Okay, so this is the actual blog post. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they got all that they bought sing Singstrix is the other one who are a company that do vocal technology that's been used in a bunch of um music games i think it was in one of the later guitar heroes as well uh yeah and, and a couple other things that, that are in there but the, the big one that, that kind of got everyone was uh lord of the rings they bought yeah lord of the rings and that's not like a that's not like a over exaggeration like all of the ip for the lord of the rings is now owned by the Embracer Group. Um, 
I'm trying to see the uh the exact wording of it was kind of hilarious. Uh it was so specifically to carve out very specific things. So uh 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 Okay, yeah, here we go. Um film company, blah blah blah. Acquired its rights for the here's an here's an estate of J.R.R. Tolkien and HarperCollins publishers who maintain the print publication rights to J.R.R. Tolkien's works, so they don't own the the written rights. Yeah, they own the books. Yeah. Yes, but they now own uh, video game. Oh god, this is not the thing. This was not the thing. There was a li- literal list of things that they bought, things that they can now do. Uh, motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions. Um, they now own all of those for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So the only thing, right. that was, the only thing that was carved out specifically was the TV show part of it, where they don't own TV shows that are more than four episodes long. Specifically, like the Amazon show, like the Amazon show coming. that is coming out. Yeah. So they specifically carved that bit of it out. Um, which is really weird. Um, I wonder if they own... So the interesting thing, I wonder if they own this because Magic the Gathering is going to have a Lord of the Rings set yep. coming out. I wonder if they own that. They will <laughs> that was be responsible. Before they own that. But, I mean, they've bought the company that handled the IP rights, so it's not like they bought ah, the rights. Okay, right. So you, I presume an email address will get changed somewhere, but it's still the so same. So they're, yeah... They have it, they have embraced the company that yeah. probably set that deal. Specifically, up. the Saul Zentz company based in Berkeley, um, right? Set up as a film production company which produced award-winning films such as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and then they own the rights, and then <laughs> they bought Saul Zentz. Apparently, right? Um, so they own One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as well. That's amazing. Yeah, and then also like it, this is all from their official press press release, by the way. Um, Embracer's operative group as Modi group, because there's like multiple layers of embracing happening. There's like umbrellas of umbrellas of umbrellas. Um, the Asmodi group is already one of the most successful licensees of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit through board games and card games, having published over a dozen games over a hundred expansions since the Lord of the Rings board game appeared over 20 years ago, including classics such as the card game Journeys in Middle-Earth. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, they specifically talk about the Amazon series in here which will premiere on September 2nd, 2022, which is weird considering they okay. don't own it, but sure, but they own sure. the IP. But I mean, it's, so. it, 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 yeah, I was going to say it's eyes for their IP now, yeah, right? you're right. Like, that's, you're you're uh, totally okay. right. Um, and then the price of the whole thing uh, is, so it's a, not a Swedish company, the Embracer Group are, are, are a Swedish company. Uh, it is, they paid uh Oh no, they've lost the number. It's a fucking lot. It, it's something like seven hundred and fifty million dollars, I think, for all, for Christ. all of for all of those things. That's everything. Uh, that's for Lord of the Rings, right? That's not yeah that Se- bad. Seven hundred seventy okay. million dollars, eight point two billion sec. I can't remember what the, the Swedish currency is, um, but yeah, around seven hundred seventy million dollars. Swedish crowns. That sounds right. Sure, I'll give you that that right swedish krona there you go close krona okay yeah sure. um yeah it's weird it, it's really strange that's a but, weird one um i mean it makes a lot of fucking sense but like yeah um 
Well, yeah, they're just they're just trying to embrace as much media as possible. Yeah, like that, so. it's 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 really strange. It's yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings is probably a good get, right? Like, but yeah, it's fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it it does it does not feel like a lot of money. Like the thing they don't say is like how much every individual part of that transaction was worth. So, like a large part of that might be Lord of the Rings, and like Tripwire maybe wasn't, and and all this. We have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Can't wait for the Lord of the Rings uh, Killing Floor crossover. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah, totally. Just like fucking Gandalf and zombies. Um, I'd fucking you kidding. That sounds great. I uh, do yeah. that. As soon as I said that, I was like, actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, yeah, so they own everything except that TV show. Yep. They own everything. Everything Lord of the Rings except that TV show. Fucking weird. Yeah, um, yeah so expect weirdness from that. Um, and then just, yeah, very quickly, I'll just mention, because I don't actually have a story here, I just thought I'd mention it, because it was fucking everywhere, the, uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z coming to Fortnite has produced some of the wildest fucking gifts. Oh, it's so good. It's the best. That clip- It made me, it legitimately made me want to play Fortnite. Right? I was like, man, this looks so fucking dumb. So when I was watching, um, yeah, like, specifically the gif you sent me of, uh, Goku throwing out Kamehameha, pulling out a lightsaber, killing someone, and then doing the was it a dug, the doggy? I have no idea. Whatever the fuck they were doing, and it's just like it, it was just it was just wild. Like I know, and also they were wearing an Among Us on their back, and it's just like what I this game is insane. And like that clip came up on um, this week's highlight reel. I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, "What is this game now?" And it's like I I don't have answers for you. I'm sorry. I just I, it's just it's everything and nothing and like it feels like they've it feels like they've bottled like a seven year old boy's mind into a video game where it's like oh yeah and then Goku's going to fight Rick and Morty and they're going to pull out a lightsaber yeah. and then they're going to yeah. drive across this that and it's like yeah it's yeah it's it's fucking great. It's yeah, so totally. good. Like, the, amount, the amount of like bizarre shit that I've seen, it's that's oh, great. And again, like it's one of those things which like trying to cover the stuff that we cover in this industry, like there's just like Fortnite is a complete blind spot, I think, for both of us, where it's just like we just see what happens every now and then. It's like that's yeah. weird, but okay, like I've I've played in my entire life maybe like four hours of Fortnite and it was like there are better versions of this elsewhere, but it doesn't matter because it's just this giant thing and it blows my mind. It really does. Um, yeah. Fucking. It's bizarre. Go, go, Q. Um, cool. What have we got coming up? Um, we have, there is something at the end of the year. There's something at the end of this month. I know that. Is there? I think there was. Video game. I just put video games to Google. Well, That's not going to help. Like, like I said, the the new Final Fantasy Savage raid here comes out in two weeks, so, so that's going to be my. Because I thought that already came out. Is this a different raid with Savage tier? No. So every so every every raid, quote unquote, every raid series in fourteen gets broken into three tiers, right? And it goes like tier one is fight one to four, tier two is fight five to eight, and then tier three is nine to twelve. Right. That's the that's how this is tier this is tier two. So I'm now doing five to nine. Oh, okay. Five to eight. Sure, that makes sense. Um 
Yeah, so what's coming out? Uh, Midnight Fight Express. End of August. 23rd. Oh, okay, cool. Which is cool. Um, Shin-chan, Me and the Professor on Summer Vacation, The Endless Seven Day Journey, which is a game that's only coming oh. out on PS4, apparently. I don't know. Okay. Um, do, 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 there's something else in here. Uh, immortality. That's, that's the other one. Game? Oh, Immortality. That's not coming out, is it? Yeah, August 23rd. Holy shit, that game's coming out. Huh. Yeah. I saw some not great things like, about it. What? Two days? Two days. Wild. Okay, sure. Um, Immortality is the 30th, which is the, the Sam Barlow game, which is getting yes. kind of insane R- previews. Rave reviews. Yeah. Oh, and Tiny Kin comes out the same day, which is that uh, Pikmin game that I really like the demo of. Um, that's also coming out the 30th, which I, I am actually looking forward to. Uh, and then that's kind of it for a while. Biomutant's coming out for PS5. Weird. Okay, <laughs> sure. Is that game good yet? I don't know. It never changed? I don't know. There was a weird... Well. Who knows? And then Splatoon 3 is the ninth, which I will not be buying, because... I... No. Okay, I think that's everything. Um, what have we got? Site stuff. Um, that bear and breakfast video that we talked about last time will fucking come out this week i swear it's just like i had it all uploaded and re- and like was about to start writing stuff for it and then got covid and completely forgot i'd uploaded it i was gonna so, say yeah like all all of our scheduling stuff is forgivable considering oh, that you get, do most of it and you had covid yeah like it, it is it is on our youtube page just like completely blank right now i just haven't got around to writing anything about it but yeah so that that'll come that out is. Um, I recorded a spoiler cast for Citizen Sleeper with friend of the site Vida. They were very nice and very um happy to sit and let just gush about that game for a while, which was very cool. Um, that needs some editing because I just talked shit far too much, and I need to cut down what I said. I think we ended up talking for like an hour and a half about that game, and um, so it needs to cut down a I little bit. Deserves it. It's oh a lot yeah, of things to- you'd say about that. totally. But um, yeah. Uh, they 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 were wonderful and to the point, and I very much was not. So let's just um, uh, so yeah, that needs some editing, but that so that will come out at some point once I can really put some work into that. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Maybe we should do some cult of the lamb. I kind of want you to show me that game just to know what it looks like. Um, if we can, and yeah, there'll be stuff. I don't know. We're still we're still working away on various things. Um, but yeah, GameInStart.com is the name of the website where you can find all our videos, articles, and podcasts are up there. We're at youtube.com slash GameInStart. Um, subscribe there, get notified when videos go up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameInStart, you find us there. Podcast at GameInStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. Stay safe, enjoy whatever it is you're playing, and we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.